to Hebrews chapter 6. And one of the things um, I felt led to talk about was uh, the um, steps to revival. Uh, a few weeks ago, I, I um, found, um, it was actually, I started that article, it was actually a Facebook post by a um, Bible professor, theologian, um, that I'm acquainted with. And he um, put on there, you know, he, he, he was uh, very excited about the Asbury revival that was going on a few weeks ago. And he said, um, you know, here, here are some steps to have personal revival. And I kind of thought, you know, that, that'd be interesting to talk about a little bit. How can we have revival in our own hearts? How can we have revival in our own church? And we want to look at some of that this morning <clears throat> from the book of Hebrews. And the book of Hebrews has a lot of great warnings about drifting away from God and from our faith and how easy it is for us to do so and how um, we need to focus on our, um, on our, on our own salvation. But I want to read to you from um, Hebrews chapter 6 beginning at verse 11. And it says this, And we desire each one of you to show the same earnestness to have the full assurance of hope until the end, so that you may not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Let's pray. Lord, we honor your word this morning. And Father, we know that this is your scriptures. You inspired these writers to write them a long time ago through your Holy Spirit. Now help us, Lord, to receive it into our hearts and lives. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. We tend to get complacent any time that we've been involved in something for a long time. Uh, and, and this happens, you know, a lot of times in, in our workplaces. We, we tend to get complacent. We, we, we get comfortable in our job and in our position. And uh, we, we want things to kind of run smoothly. And, and any time that there, there's an, up ch a, 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 an upturn, excuse me, an, an, an up, up, upturn in that method, so to speak, um, we tend to uh, get upset. We don't like uh, change when it happens. And uh, the, the, there, there's a lot of change that happens um, in, the, uh, in the corporate world nowadays, especially when you look at technology. I mean, my goodness, technology is changing almost constantly right now, and, and it's uh, running downhill. Um, but people get, you know, they, they get set in, in, in their ways. They get set in their, um, the way, way they've always done things in, in, a, in a job. And, and those things have always worked and brought great success. But, but sometimes um, complacency can, can bring about sluggishness in work and the effectiveness starts going down. And sometimes it's time to change things up a bit <laughs> to, to, uh, to help um, br bring about the, the, the success. In fact, one of the things, too, about uh, the workforce is that culture changes. And sometimes the, those, those methods in, in, in the corporate world that we were doing before that brought success you know, all those years ago may not be bringing them success now. And so they, they, need, they need to change things up a bit. Because uh, what happens is we get comfortable, we, we get sluggish, and that's just human nature. You know, uh, a lot of times uh, we, we, we're comfortable with what we know. We're comfortable with how things have always been. We're, we're comfortable with, with ourselves. We're, we're comfor comfortable with the way our family operates. 
And, and sometimes uh, that, that causes us to m maybe not notice things that, that we should notice. Uh, and, and, and some of the changes that, that, that happen um, around us can, can, can affect us. And, and if we're not careful to look, look at it, um, we'll find ourselves drifting away. And as believers, it's the same thing in both our personal lives and, and, and in our corporate life as, as a church. We tend to be complacent. And what happens is, you know, we, we get comfortable in our faith and, 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 and we tend to um, lose our, our connection with God that maybe we once had. Or, or, or at least we, we feel like we're losing our connection to God. And, and when that happens, you know, um, it, it gets easier and easier and easier to slip away from what God wants us to do. And it can lead into what we call that term backsliding. Um, it, 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 if we're stagnant, we're not growing. If we're, if we're standing still we're not, and not progressing, all we're going to do is regress. And, the, and it's true in any, in any kind of situation. And it's especially true in the Christian life. The preacher here in Hebrews um, notices this. And he, 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 he seems to think that the issue here is faith itself. And I think that he is 100% correct. The issue here is, is faith. Do we have faith in God? Do we have faith in Jesus Christ? Do, do we have a full assurance of our salvation? You know, salvation is not just something in the future that comes when Christ returns or something that happens just when we die. Salvation is, is a present reality for us. We have to remember that. Jesus Christ has come to save us from our sins. And that's the beautiful good news of the gospel. We, we went to go see Jesus' revolution last night. And, and that, that was a very powerful movie where, where the gospel was being preached. And people were coming to salvation. And, and that, that's the wonderful good news. That, that God can forgive us of our sins and bring us into a beautiful relationship with Him. Where we can know Him and know that He is living within us, we're given His Holy Spirit to commune with us in the here and now. The wonderful good news of salvation. And what happens with that is that we, we are set on a path of righteousness. We're, we're set on a path of righteousness after that. And, 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 and when we're on a path, that means that we've got to progress forward. <laughs> And, 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 and we're progressing more and more each day. We sang the hymn, Higher Ground, today, and there was a reason for that. It's because that, that as a Christian believer, we have to keep moving forward and upwards in Christ. We have to keep moving forward and upwards in Christ. Stagnation only leads to regression and backing, and backing away from, from what God has for us in, in Christ. And we, and we talked, you know, in this, this series of sin recently that we, we were talking about how, how sin bounds us up, how sin can weigh us down, how sin can drag us away from, from uh, God. And, and, and even from the salvation we had at first, it could drag us away. And, and, and we still live in, in a world that, that where, where the kingdom has not yet been realized um, 
in, in all of its um, revelation, in all of its physical sense. And because of that, the world is still falling around us, and its tendency is, is towards sin. Its tendency is, is towards falling away. Its tendency is, is, is to keep rolling down um, the hill, the slippery slope. Uh, you know, uh, people, people talk about the, you know, the world's being carried to hell in a handbasket. And, and I think that that's right. But, but, but even that fact alone should, should, should spur us to um, seek to want to help people get out of that, that rolling down the hill, the handbasket being, being carried into hell. I'm not saying you know, that we need to abandon the world. That, that's not what Christ has called us to do. Christ is saving the world and is using us to save it. But that, that, that's all the more reason why we need to be progressing in our Christian life. Higher and upward. Learning more and more about God's Word. I, I can tell you that you know, this, this Bible is, is limited to 66 chapters. But those 66 chapters are powerful. And, and you're always going to find new truth in it. You're, you're going to, well, the Bible has all the truth that we need, but, but every time you look at it, you're, you're going to discover new truths. It is an endless well. And we need it. We, we need to be into God's Word or else, or else we're, we're going to stagnate and, and regress and find ourselves falling away from God. And, and, and we need to hold on to that full assurance of our salvation. That, that there is, a, like I said, a realization that, yes, I'm going to be saved from my sins in the end, but that, but that salvation begins now. And I need to hold on to it, and I need to progress in my life. Otherwise, I'm going to slip and fall away. And I can tell you, too, and, and, and I know it's true with me, and, and, and it's got to be true with people who are older than me, um, I tend to get set in my own ways. And, and, and I like the way things are, are going uh, in, in, in my life. I don't like big changes. I don't like big upheavals. I'm kind of the, the guy who just goes along to get along sometimes. And that, that, that's just something in my nature. But I also realize that, that uh, you know, I have to be careful about um, getting too set in my ways that I stagnate in my Christian walk. Because if I, if, if I stop for just a little bit, if, if, if I get satisfied with, with where I am, if I get satisfied with myself, then how, how can God keep speaking to me? One of the problems we've had, and I've quoted him before, and I, and I love G.K. Chesterton, um, but one of the things he said in his book called Orthodoxy, is that um, you know God is eternal, and because He is eternal, He is timeless, and He is um, you know always in a in a constant state of of of, of youth of youthfulness. <laughs> God doesn't grow old. He says, but our problem is that because we're mortals, we have grown old, and we have sinned, and we have. Um, you know, just uh, become complacent, sluggish, stagnant a lot of times in our faith. And he says it's sort of like, like the child that, that um, uh, loves to see and, and loves to laugh and loves to see funny things happen. 
And, you know, the, uh, you, know you, you know this in your own life. You know, you'll, you'll do something like, like maybe slap your forehead or play peepa or something like that. And, and that kid loves every time you do it. They say, do it again, do it again, over and over again. He says, that's kind of how God is with the creation that he created. Every day he makes the sun come up. You know, every, time, every day the sun comes up. And God does it again every single day. And, and, and the earth rotates and, and, and the, the moon comes up and there's day and there's night. Those things keep going on and on and God never tires of those things. Because He is endless, He is timeless, He is eternal, He is forever young. But our tendency as, as mortals is to uh, uh, allow uh, stagnation to come in. And even in the Old Testament, there were warnings about this. Moses was talking to the people of Israel, the children of God, and they were brought up out of Egypt. But, you know, even though God brought them up out of Egypt and His presence was with them, and His presence was with them, and His grace was with them, they still turned away from God and rejected Him. And because of that, they wandered 40 years in the wilderness until that generation died. And a new generation came up that, that God was said, you know, if, if you'll be faithful to me, I will give you the promised land. And he says, and, and Moses tells them, when you go into this promised land, you better be careful because you're going to have some great success. And after that success, your, your tendency was, was going, is going to become complacent and begin regressing. He says this at the beginning of Deuteronomy, uh, well, towards the end of chapter 4, actually, but still the, towards the beginning of the book of Deuteronomy. Moses says this, chapter 4, verses 25 through 26. When, you're, when you father children and, and children's children have grown old in the land, if you act corruptly, by making a carved image in the form of anything, and by doing what is evil in the sight of the Lord, so as to provoke Him to anger, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that you will soon utterly perish from the land you are going, in, going over the Jordan to possess. When you have grown old in the land, in other words, after you've conquered this land and have been successful, be careful not to fall back into idolatry. And, you know, God brought them into this promised land. And, and there were times when, when Israel slipped away from the Lord and they fell into that idolatry. And, it, and there was a pattern that happened all o over and over again in the book of Judges. You can read that. J Judges is just this big cycle of sin and repentance, sin and repentance, sin and repentance over and over again. And, uh, and God would raise up an enemy to bring judgment on them. And then, then you know, they would sin then judgment, then repentance, and then salvation. And it was just a, a cycle over and over again in Judges. And then later on, um, you know, it, it took uh, the coming of King David to bring a revival to the land and to unite the tribes under God. But it wasn't very long after David that they fell right back into that same pattern. And eventually it did lead to their destruction. First, the Assyrians came in took out the northern kingdom. Then, then the Babylonians came in, took out the southern kingdom. And, and Israel was in exile again. 
for 70 years until God restored him to the land again. So you see what happens is, again, you know, whether that's on an individual scale or on a mass scale, our, our comfortableness, our complacency, our successes, um, you know, well, are a result of our successes, and, and, and we tend to, to withdraw if, if we're not careful. We'll think, okay, everything's good with me and God. I've got all these blessings. I've got all these wonderful things. And all of a sudden, we find ourselves uh, distant from God again. Things aren't going as well as we would like. Our spiritual life is in, in decline. Sometimes um, this happens to churches, and, and the churches uh, will, will decline. And, and a lot of it, is, is, it may have to do with complacency. What I'm asking you this morning is, is to do some self-evaluation. Is, is, is my relationship with God become stagnant? Or am I growing in Him? Is, is, is my church's relationship with God, has it become stagnant? And is our church growing in Him? And I'm not necessarily talking about church growth in numbers. I'm talking about, are, are, are we a church who loves? Are we a church who loves the Lord our God with all of our heart and soul and mind and strength? And are we one who loves our neighbors as ourselves? That happens on an individual level, but also on, on a corporate level. Do we love others outside of our church? And if they come, can we welcome them in? And, and are we, as a church, truly showing our love for God in, in, in every possible way that we can think of? Because if, if, if we're regressing um, personally, um, the, the church is go going to regress. Now, specifically in Hebrews, um, what, um, what, what the pastor of Hebrews is talking about, we don't know who actually wrote Hebrews. Um, some, some say Paul, some say Apollos. But, but we really don't have any, any strong tradition telling us who wrote it. So I always call, call the writer the pastor because he is certainly in line with the rest of the Bible and what he says. But in context here in verse 10, he's talking specifically about what, what he wants them to hold on to here and to keep on doing is the love that you have shown for His name in serving the saints. First and foremost, you know, if we, if we want to break out of our complacency, you know, um, we, we've got to hold on in, in love for others, especially those who are of the household of faith, and increase that love in Him. And we can't, we can't increase our love for each other without increasing our love for God. Now, the other thing about that too, especially in terms of, of loving God and loving others, Jesus said that if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. It, it is in our love for Christ and, and, and in His salvation that, that we have been freed from sin, but we have got to continue on progressing on this path of righteousness which implies obedience to Christ's commands. We have to ourselves become focused on what God wants us to do. And we know what God wants us to do from this word right here, but also you know, through, through, through preaching, through teaching, through, through our um, fellowship activities, whatever it is, you know, we, we need to increase our knowledge of God's will 
and our knowledge of God himself. Because we, we, we can't really love the one that we don't know. And that's true in any relationship, especially in a marriage relationship. Uh, sometimes people marry someone that they don't really know. And a lot of times, <clears throat> you know, it, it takes a while, it takes years to get to know that person. And, 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 and a lot of times it just, it just takes a long time to cultivate that relationship with that other person. It's the same way with God. The same way. Not, not that God uh, rejects us, but, but a lot of times, you know, we can pull away from Him. A lot of marriages have ended because of complacency and of stagnation in that marriage. You know, we just assume that, that everything's okay with, with, with my spouse, and, 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 and we go on our merry way without really checking in <laughs> with each other once in a while and, uh, and saying, well, look, we, we, need to, we need to draw close again. It takes prayer. It takes, it takes focus. And I don't care what you say about Christianity. No, we're not, we're not saved by works. But we have to work at that relationship with God and others. And if we want to break out of our complacency, one of the things that we have to do is, is first of all, I would say, become dissatisfied with ourselves. To have what I call a holy dissatisfaction. I need to ask myself, do I feel close to God? What's my relationship with God? Do, do, do I feel His presence in my life? And, and, and Am I rejoicing in God day by day? Am I glorifying God day by day? Or am I allowing the, the, uh, the world to go on just as it is um, in my house and in my family and, and uh, just uh, let, letting things continue on like they are and, and um, I, you know, finding yourselves pulling away from, from um, God and just kind of drifting away from Him? Do I feel close to God? Do you feel close to God today? Are things in my life <clears throat> um, that might be considered sin even? How focused am I on God and His will? I have to be constantly in this state of, <clears throat> of humility first and foremost, but also of, of a holy dissatisfaction. I need to move forward in Him. I need to do something. Same thing happens in the workforce a lot of times. Sometimes people, you know... They, they, they realize that, hey, I, I need to learn this skill, this particular skill, so I can do better at my job. Some people will go and take classes. Some people will go and dedicate themselves. And I can tell you this, when, when um, money and pay are involved, uh, that tends to motivate us quite a bit, doesn't it? But I can tell you that, that, that there, there's a price involved in your salvation. And that is Jesus Christ's death on the cross. And everything that, that's in this world that, that we value, that we hold on to, <clears throat> and, and, and the things that, that, that the material things that we tend to hold on to are nothing compared to, to the reality that lies beyond this world. And, and heaven has touched earth through Jesus Christ, and heaven still touches earth through the Holy Spirit. 
But, but, but what lies before us is, is far greater than anything in this world. And, and, and everything that, that we work for or work towards in this world is one day going to pass away. And, and, we're, and, and this world is going to slip into this eternity with God, a new heaven and new earth. And He is the reality. And, and yet, yet we, we, we tend to work on those things that I know I have to work on here, here on earth to have the money I need to, to, to live and survive. But Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So what we need to do is, is to examine ourselves, to have a holy dissatisfaction with ourselves, to say, Lord, I need to draw closer to you, and I want to draw closer to you. I need to help me to break out of my complacency. And, and, and there's no greater motivator than the fact that Jesus Christ suffered and died. Or shouldn't, there shouldn't be a greater motivation than the fact that Jesus and Christ suffered and died for my sins. To give me a salvation from an eternal judgment to come. To break the bonds of slavery. Our love should be focused on Him and His salvation. And this Bible, you know, I, I've said it before, it, it's a mirror to our souls. If we want to evaluate ourselves, always turn to God's Word. Say, Lord, help me to, to know what, what, what you want me to do. Examine my heart, Lord. And it's not just this Word. It's the one who inspired this Word as well. And so that, that's why I would combine knowing this word, word with prayer. Lord, search my heart and see if there be any wicked way within me. Search my heart, Lord. Help me to draw closer to you. We need to break out of our complacency. A constant self-evaluation. Search our hearts, Lord. And sometimes repentance is needed for that complacency to shake off. But then there's also our church. Our, our corporate body. Sometimes we, we, we hold on to things for the sake of tradition. We hold on to things because this is the way we've always done it. We, we hold on to things because um, we, we think it's easy. It, it, it's the path of least resistance. Holding on to past traditions can, can cause a church to become complacent too. And when a culture is changing around us, we, we have to do something to, uh, to bring about the message of salvation in a new generation. The Bible does not change. God does not change. The message of Jesus Christ and His salvation does not change. But how we address the culture and how we try to reach out to them and how we try to bring them in and love them, that, that's a challenge in each and every generation. And, and if we're so bound by, by a tradition that we can't reach the current generation, then, then we've got problems. If, if, if we want to hold on to our tradition, if we want to hold on to the way we've always done church, um, we have to be careful not, not to get in that. Sometimes we need a break in that complacency in order to have revival. But, but just, you know, it, even more so than that, just being obedient to God's Word, being obedient to His great commission 
get, breaking out of, of our stagnation and looking towards what Christ wants us to do, to go into all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all that I have taught you, making disciples of all nations. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Are we out there making disciples for Jesus Christ? And that's more than just a one-time message of salvation. That's bringing them in close and saying, look, here's what God's Word says. Here's what God's Word says. Teaching them the knowledge of God. Teaching them how to do the good works of God. Teaching them about, about sanctification and holiness and the way of righteousness. Jesus spent three years training His disciples for the work He wanted them to do. And that's another thing, too. We need to ask ourselves, Lord, it, you know, am I being discipled? You know, I, I, I can preach a sermon once a week. And, and that, that might help you along in the journey. But how much do you really want to get into God's Word? How much do you really want Jesus in your life? How much are you hungry for God? God the Father sent His Son to die for you. There's no question of His devotion to us. But what is our devotion to Him? We need to break out of our complacency. We, we need to willfully and, and carefully and faithfully Believing in the assurance of our salvation, believing in Jesus Christ and what He's done, that is the foundation for all we do. Believing in that, we, we uh, continue on in Him, we grow in Him, we look to Him, we are constantly evaluating ourselves, search my heart, O God, help me to live the way You've called me to live, and then go about the good work of the Gospel. Breaking out of complacency, breaking out of sluggishness, we need to do that if we want to see a revival in our own hearts and a revival in our church. Let's stand.